Welcome everyone to the first day of Channel KRT's We Scream, where we're going to talk about We Sing for 10 straight days. I'm Tyler Green, and this is going to suck. I'm Kit Quinn, and I'd like to skid a marinky dinky dink the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Randy Martin, and I... I, I... <laughs> oh, wait, Randy, Randy, no, don't. There's armed guards out there. You can't go out there. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this, man. I don't want to do this. Listen, Randy, we have to. It's the only way out. We're a podcast about obscure and nostalgic media. It was a matter of time, okay? (laughs) You're staying here, and if I have to tie you to the chair. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, to celebrate one whole year of doing this podcast, we are going to be talking about We Sing for 10 straight days. And to help kick us off, we have a very special guest. She was the very first guest of this podcast. Uh, she was the first person to say on record, on air, that she wanted to talk about We Sing. You know her as our title card artist. You know her from the Twitter feed at Kermit Wazowski. Ladies and gentlemen, Marissa hey! Thorburn. Hello again. I <laughs> remain true to my word. You did this together again. Gee, it's good to be together again. So are you guys ready for some, you know what, not discourse because we all agree this sucks. <laughs> Are you ready to just hear our tortured screams? <laughs> Do you all just like it when, when we're in pain? You know, this is called We Scream for a very valid reason. And shout out to Kit for coming up with that name, by the way, because... Oh, thank you. That is a genius name. <laughs> it perfectly encapsulates how we feel about We Sing as a whole. At least Beesbo was, like, laughably terrible. Beesbo had some merit to it, I will say that. Beesbo has a gold mine of jokes to make about it. I- I'm convinced this t- this series of tapes was made for parents who hate their children. Beesbo was made for the MST3K and Rift Tracks crowd. This, I feel like, is made just for the crowd that screams in the Tom Servo style. And! And! I got a cyst removed over the summer, and this is more painful. <laughs> all right, uh, should we all go into our history with We Sing as a whole? Well, first, I do have some things I want to say about about We Sing real quick. So, you know, basically the gist with We Sing is that they are just the bottom barrel of kids' sing-along videos. When I think of, like, the mission statement of this podcast, which is just bringing up memories that people have probably forgotten of, like, obscure shows and movies, this is, like, the textbook franchise for that because... A lot of people, they swear that they dreamed of a lot of this up, and I don't blame them because, as we'll get into later on, these videos just fucking went places, man. Isn't this whole show about things we watched as kids that turned out to be real, but you could have sworn they were fever dreams? Isn't that what this whole show is about? Exactly. Absolutely. (laughs) I wish this was a fever dream. I wish this was a drunk dream, or... (laughs) I've had similar dreams while drunk. (laughs) 
I'm going to go real quick into the history because I'm on We Sing's website and I'm about to paraphrase. We Sing has a website? <laughs> yep. They do, and they're still going for some reason. I do not know why. And it looks like it's from 2005, too. <laughs> Oh, God, I gotta see this. I gotta see this for myself. Oh, Chrome is telling me it's not secure. What a shock. (laughs) Gas. Oh, Oh, that's 2005, all right. So the gist of We Sing is that it originally started in 1977 as a series of songbooks by Pam Beal and Suzanne Nipp. But later on, they decided to turn that into a video series. And going from by what the website is saying, Pam Beal and Suzanne Nip created that first songbook in 1977 because they were passionate about enriching the lives of kids through music and the performing arts. They knew that music stimulates cognitive, physical, and social development of young children. And through songs, chants, movements, and rhythm, they gained the readiness skills of language coordination auditory discrimination, body awareness, rhythmic proficiency, and self-confidence. But in the big picture, kids are just having fun. What fun? Kids are being traumatized, you <laughs> strange, strange ladies. <laughs> I'm sure they're very nice ladies, so I mean this with absolutely no disrespect, but I would not be having fun. I would be terrified. <laughs> yeah, We Sing is just a very fascinating case in that it's just super hard to explain it as its own entity because there's just so much to talk about it. The reason why we're doing this series is because you literally cannot talk about just one We Sing video. I'm really getting into this website. (laughs) (laughs) Find any nuggets, Randy? Well, it does say here that Pam Beal and Suzanne Nipp met in 1972 while taking graduate music classes in Portland, Oregon, where they were elementary school music teachers. Uh, (laughs) You know, it does, it is kind of funny that they're all, we're going to write these songbooks for kids because most of these songs already existed, so. (laughs) Yeah, funny enough, I would say that the songbooks are actually more timeless than the videos. Yeah. And rightfully so. I actually found out through a friend of the show and my bandmate, Andy HG, that he uses a We Sing songbook for his job, so. Oh, that's cool. I mean, at least he's not showing them the videos. Oh my god, hang on. So, I'm on the highlights section of the We Sing website. We Sing characters have been seen at the White House Easter Egg Roll. What? Universal Studios live show. Fucking Barney. <laughs> FAO Schwartz in New York and San Francisco. Oh. TV news and talk shows throughout the U.S., bookstores throughout the U.S., New York's Fifth Avenue. (laughs) Okay. How? I have millions of questions. (laughs) Yeah, well, Barney got to be in the Bill Clinton's parade, so who's winning? (laughs) You know... I remember that when we did our Barney's Halloween party episode, I remember describing Barney as, despite how easy it is to make fun of, and despite the fact that I do get why a lot of people hate it, I appreciate it for at least having effort put into it, and it makes it feel like it wasn't like some Elsagate crap. This feels like Elsagate. This video feels like Elsagate. <laughs> this re- when you think about it, videos like this were kind of the Elsa Gate of the analog era. Like, you know how these days people put their kids on an iPad on YouTube in front of low-budget nursery rhyme weird cartoons and stuff? Well, 
Back in the analog age, parents plop their kids in front of the TV and put on a weird dollar store videotape. <laughs> it's the Reagan era for you. It's the say no to drugs era where they force you to watch these instead and it fucks you up either way. We Sing's Magic does it again. Yay! Thanks a lot, We Sing. Now I want to do drugs even more. Hopefully enough that I'll start forgetting about it. <laughs> the 80s were a very dark time, kids. Yeah, so I guess we'll get into our history with We Sing in general. Uh, Marissa, you want to go first? I had a couple of the songbooks. And a few of those, they came with uh, these little audio cassettes. I had a couple of those. I don't think I watched any of the videos as a kid. Either I didn't watch any of the videos as a kid, or they just melded together into my mind with Barney, because Barney and the Backyard Gang is basically the same thing. <laughs> it is, except slightly less cursed. Yes. <laughs> Keyword being slightly. I'd go so far as to call them blurst. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. This shit just fascinates me, man. <laughs> At least Barty in the Backyard Gang is just a bunch of fun to watch while you're like baked out of your mind. At least Barney in the Backyard Gang keeps the number of horrifying characters to just one and not like 50. Yeah. Until like Barney in concert when we got Baby Pop. So. <laughs> well, let's just say we are about to meet Plenty of colorful characters in this fucking sub-series that we're doing. I don't know if we had it or if we rented it. I think we had it. But when I was um, younger, when my brother and sister were, like, little, we had a We Sing cassette. The only thing I remember from it was the Your Address song. (laughs) 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 Just because when I think about the address I lived in at the time... I always end up subconsciously saying it to that song now. (laughs) We dox together. Yay! (laughs) Just ingrained into my brain, and I can't say the name of that address anymore without saying it like that in my head. Which is so fucking incredible to me that they all just live in a wee-sing land, apparently because they have a wee-sing lane and a wee-sing park, so I'm like, and they live in any city, USA. Fuck out of here. What the hell? <laughs> so when did America just become, like, one entire state, like Russia? <laughs> it basically turns into Townsville from the Powerpuff Girls. Does We Sing take place in the communist USA? Probably. <laughs> Sure, why not? Uh, hell yeah. You know, I don't remember if I have much of a history with this. Fun fact, by the way, they have a songbook and cassette for a Bible songs, which explains a lot. Because of course they do. <laughs> of course they do. It's always the fucking Christians doing this shit. I am genuinely amazed they haven't crossed over with Salty the Singing Songbook. Oh, God. Oh, God. Especially for one element we'll mention. But yeah, I think that they had the cassette for the We Sing Bible songs when I used to go to church way back in the day with because family forcing me, of course. Otherwise, I had never seen anything of this until like a couple years ago. The thing with me is that We Sing has always haunted me in a way. My first encounter with it was when we watched We Sing in Sillyville, when we watched it in like kindergarten music class, and I am so glad it was that one because that's the least, at least one of the least cursed of these videos. We'll get into it in a future episode, but I I do like that one. I swear to God, when it comes to like religious content, Christians are just beyond number one. 
just the sheer amounts of fucked up content they've produced. Like, I can only think of one Mormon weird cartoon thing for kids. I can only think of, like, one for Jehovah's Witnesses. And I think I can only think of, like, half of one for Hinduism. No other religion that I know of has made this, like, weird video stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Judaism, but, like, it's mostly just, like, Passover stuff I've seen so far. Which is always amazing. Like, what Judaism has is that Rugrats version of Passover, which is just badass. (laughs) And Prince of Egypt, technically. Meanwhile, the agnostics have very clean hands. Huzzah! The agnostics just mind their damn business. When are we gonna get a weird kids video from the Church of Satan already? (laughs) (laughs) That would kick ass. You mean that isn't this tape? Satan is nowhere near this evil. You mean that little Nas X video? (laughs) I'm just saying there are several instances of witchcraft in this video, you could argue. True. One quick other thing I wanted to mention was that the only one I've seen outside of this one was some footage, like some trailers for the others. And I did watch Pushing Up Rose's review of grandpa's magical toys which based on the footage from that that actually wasn't quite as bad as i thought it'd be it was still pretty cursed but it's not painfully cursed i don't like the phrase grandpa's magical toys nope no you can cut that out if you want that was horrible but i don't like that phrase (laughs) you keep your magical toys away from those kids so back in the Maya history before we get started my first video was we sing in sillyville back in kindergarten and then i'm so sorry my sincerest condolences for your childhood trauma it's not the worst one they could have showed me yeah that's another thing i feel like a lot of kids have seen this through music class when their teachers just don't feel like putting something together so they just throw the crt on and just pop in a we sing tape call it a day thinking the kids are going to be okay, but they're not. Absolutely. (laughs) The kids are never going to be okay. I'm so glad I grew up in the magical school bus TV school and not one of these. I'll do you guys one better. My teachers thought it would be appropriate to show us for Fun Friday the Cat in the Hat 2003. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, my, my school did the same thing. Why? <laughs> and then they balanced it out by showing us the Incredibles. Yay! Yeah, after that, I kind of saw some We Sing videos here and there on YouTube. And they just stuck with me for the longest time. And I still can't explain why. Probably because they are just the most bizarre fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. I think I only began to really understand what they were once I saw that you guys were streaming them, and then when it was brought up in the dinosaur sensation, when the fact that this was the thing that the Barney creator's son grew up watching, mm-hmm. it, I'm not saying he was justified in growing up to shoot somebody, but he was damaged, man. I think I just downloaded a PDF from the website. <laughs> It's a coloring page, and I don't know if this is going to be on my computer forever now. I don't know where the tab is. Well, good luck with that, Randy. (laughs) Oh, God. Did we sing fuck up my computer? (laughs) So to kick this off, we're going to be talking about the first installment of the We Sing video series, released in 1985, entitled We Sing Together. And it should have been the last. So it opens up on this big-ass farmhouse that this family of four lives in, which that does not look like a house for a family of four. Like, fucking Reagan-era economics. 
just that house kind of screams white privilege to me. This entire series is white privilege. (laughs) The entire 80s were white privilege, let's be honest. Apparently it's a farmhouse in Toledo, Ohio, so there's probably a good chance that house was owned by a slave owner at one point. Not to, like, super hardcore jump the gun, but in the address song, they say they live on We Sing Lane, Any City, USA. That doesn't really sound like Toledo, Ohio to me. Is there a We Sing Lane anywhere in this country? To maps.google.com, oh, I go. We're doing this. It's the same place where Spatula City is located, I guess. <laughs> there is not. Oh, man. You know what? Good. Uh, so the quote-unquote plot of this special is that a little girl named Sally is celebrating her birthday So, her stuffed animals come to life, kidnap her and her brother, and take them to Weesing Park, basically. Hey, kids! If a guy in a bear suit comes to your room and tells you he's taking you to Weesing Park, trust him 100%. (laughs) By the way, get used to the concept of toys coming to life in this series. It happens a lot. There is a dog in this, and I feel so bad for that creature. This whole thing basically teaches you just how to be the worst dog owner. (laughs) Uh, yeah, there is a very good boy in this special called Bingo, which, spoilers, guess what song they sing later on? Rosanna? Oh man, I wish. And this dog keeps running off at several moments. Bingo does come back, of course, but, like, keep your dog on a leash, you guys. Keep an eye on it. And for some reason, one of the other kids has to bring it a gift that's basically a dog collar because these stupid fucking people can't get their dog a collar for some reason. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Happy birthday to me. You got a present for my dog. <laughs> yeah, this little shit straight up says, oh, yeah, the present's not for you. It's for your dog. And she just doesn't take offense to it at all. Okay, I love my dog, but wow. (laughs) Look, Kipper doesn't need to be that spoiled. (laughs) I say this as somebody who definitely buys a bunch of presents for my rabbit on my birthday. (laughs) So the kids go to sleep, but not before singing a song. They sing, the more we sing together, the happier we'll be. The more we sing together, together, together. what the title is there's a lot of public domain in this shit guys get used to it they were probably terrified of what the copyright gods were gonna do to them because (laughs) i just love how it starts on a pretty much black screen and then you hear this ominous do 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 (laughs) like you know that you're screwed like this is straight up telling you run away while you still can before this even starts. Absolutely. It just, the fact that the parents don't sound like they even remotely give a shit. Like, you could just, the mom's just like, no arguing. No arguing, kids. Now go to bed. We gotta celebrate your birthday tomorrow. Can we go to the park? We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even have plans? I feel like that family would be on their way to Hawaii, not the park. (laughs) Those parents are definitely 100% half-baked and trying to get their kids to bed as fast as possible so they can go laugh at the weird porn they rented from Blockbuster. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder they didn't hear these loud-ass stuffed animals singing. 
Oh my god. There are several moments where these parents should have just barged into the room and just stared in wide-eyed horror at what was going on. Oh yeah, by the way, we missed the fact that these stuffed animals come to life and sing Skinnamarink. Skinnamarink, a dink, a dink, Skinnamarink, a do. I love you. And they are horrifying. Here's what I don't get. How come the dolls look so innocent and cute, but when they come to life, they have these horrifying melted face makeup because god hates us they look like if the costumes from welcome to Pooh corner mixed with thunder from big trouble in little china the exploding scene they look like melted flesh because uh human animal hybrids were a thing in the 80s apparently see also zoobly zoo these look like the apparent mythological horrifyingly mutated animals of chernobyl you know what I was way too hard on Zoobly Zoo. I was too hard on the Vietnam War. This is worse. (laughs) (laughs) The We Sing doesn't have Mayor Ben, so... (laughs) So it's here that we're introduced to Melody Mouse and Humbear. And like we said, they are just fucking terrifying. They are. Humbear especially because he... There's moments where he just has, like, these really sunken eyes, and it's matched with, like, his terrifying plastic bare face. He looks like Billy Bob from the Rock of Fire explosion. Oh, please, at least Billy Bob had some charm. <laughs> Despite Billy Bob being an animatronic, he was somehow less terrifying. At, at least Billy Bob looked like he had some emotions. You know, I am very fascinated by things like special effects makeup, and I do give them credit for putting some effort into this, but why? Why couldn't you just make them, like, costumed characters? Like, they had articulated mouth technology for, like, fursuits or whatever they called them back then available. Chuck E. Cheese had them. (laughs) Fuck, even Showbiz Pizza didn't look this fucking wretched. I would not have minded if they were just costume characters with static mouths. Yeah. That would have made this so much more tolerable, in my opinion. Fun fact, apparently a few select Showbiz Pizzas had this interactive Billy Bob thing going on. Oh, God. Where someone from the back would control and voice Billy Bob in real time, reacting to, you know, the kids around him. So basically, Turtle Talk with Crush before Turtle Talk with Crush. Yeah, but you could, you know, climb up on it and punch it in the face. (laughs) Sweet! It's what I've always wanted! (laughs) And let's punch the creator in the face, too, because fuck that guy. They had specific lines in case kids got too rowdy and started, like, climbing up on Billy Bob or, like, trying to, like, poke at the animatronic. So, like, at least this one you could, like, kind of beat up. (laughs) I also gotta love how Jonathan, when he wakes up, when he sees these stuffed animals dancing near him and he's just like, oh, hey, guys, and then all of a sudden he's like, Bear? (laughs) And then Jonathan shits his pants in sheer horror, which mood. Fun fact about me as a child, who here remembers the Disney Channel movie Life Size? Oh god, yes. Yes. Well, that movie that is not meant to be, like, scary or anything at all made me terrified of Barbie dolls for a good chunk of my life because I thought they were going to come to life. (laughs) 
So I can only imagine what this would have done to me. I also gotta say that I feel like I would get so fucking bored of this. Like, every song goes on for almost five minutes. I know the whole point of this is for it to be a sing-along video, but it's just padded out with too many songs. There's no reason this shouldn't be, like, more than a half hour. It's an hour and one minute, guys. Uh. Yeah. Including previews, but still. At least Barty and the Backyard Gang had the audacity to only start with 30-minute tapes. I'm just gonna go on record and say, during one of my recent watches of this, I just said, screw it, put this video on double time on YouTube and just skip the songs entirely. Me too. It's a much better experience. (laughs) I forgot you could make YouTube videos go faster. I gotta take that into account next time. (laughs) And then, of course, these kids are named Jonathan and Sally because none of the kids have any personality in this outside of maybe the twins who have, like, one brain cell. I forgot the children's names repeatedly throughout this. This was five years after The Shining, and somehow this wasn't creepy to anyone else. The twins in this barely have a personality. They're just literally the same exact person. Yeah, not only do they dress identically, they speak in unison through the entire thing, and it is fucking creepy. Yeah, you thought we were uh, exaggerating when we compared them to the Shining Twins? We fucking weren't. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's an alternate universe where they were the Shining Twins. Yeah. Fun fact, Humbear was the bear that was giving the guy a blowjob in that movie. (laughs) You're fucking kidding. No. Let me look this up for myself. Hang on. No, I was joking. Oh my god. I actually believed you, and that says a lot. You did? Oh my god. That says a lot more about Weezing than it does about either of us. (laughs) Okay, so back to the plot. So Sally wakes up, and she doesn't question any of this. I mean, if this happened to me, if any of my stuffed animals started moving around as as a kid, my first go-to thought would be, this is definitely sleep paralysis. I am having a sleep paralysis episode, and these are my demons manifesting in stuffed animals. This is the sign we're all Sid from Toy Story, basically. I'd probably be too busy screaming and pissing myself for them to even remotely try to explain what's going on. And Humbear has the audacity to say, oh, don't be scared. Too late for that, motherfucker. I'm 25 years old and I'm scared. That motherfucker has the audacity to tell me not to be scared of him when he has those creepy fucking eyes. Same energy as those angels that are all like, be not afraid. And then they're like a million wings surrounding like a giant eye with a fetus inside it or something. You know what Humbear looks like? You know those face cutout things? Oh my god! At like tourist spots? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It just looks like a big bear painting with like the face cut out and some guy just stuck his face in the hole for a photo op (laughs) it really does yes same with melody mouse too because her makeup is basically just the face and she just has like a mouse head on top of her i actually don't think she looks as bad like it's still uncanny but like it's bad enough but humbear is the worst offender i think yeah humbear is fucking terrifying (laughs) i was way too hard on the mike myers cat in the hat i'm sorry mike myers (laughs) You cannot tell me that someone, some lost soul out there doesn't have a fetish for Melody Mouse. And that's gonna keep me up at night. Thanks for saying the thing I didn't want to say, Kit. 
I'm about to do something horrible right now. I'm about to go on Google Images and look up Melody Mouse and see what I get. (laughs) And you know how I mentioned that it feels like it took place in the Salty Universe? It doesn't help that they have a character in the Salty Universe who looks almost exactly like Melody Mouse, Charity Church Mouse. I'm on Google and I got a result actually that's like making this search a lot more interesting, but apparently Minnie Mouse has nieces her nieces names are millie and melody mouse good for her (laughs) let me just uh double check when did millie and melody the only known speculative theatrical film appearance of either of them was 1983 mickey's christmas carol they can sue disney sue these bitches for all they got please so melody and home bear basically say well since you took us to your birthday parties we want to take you to a birthday party so kidnapping basically and they can magically change their clothes too that's not creepy that's right kids just let your special stuffed animal friend who's alive for some unholy reason dress you what could possibly go wrong hey kids we're going to We Sing Park for your birthday. Don't tell your parents. Jonathan's closet. <laughs> yeah, they make some dumbass joke about Jonathan's closet being a mess, and he makes like a whole bunch of noise, which again doesn't wake the parents up. What the hell? And then when they change clothes, he comes running back into the room, losing his shit. Oh my god! I didn't... <laughs> The only accurate reaction in this whole fucking thing. Also, they sing head, shoulders, knees, and toes for... I don't know why. Just They they do. Because padding. There are two possibilities I'm thinking here about these characters' existences. So, the first option is that this is the mom and dad performing an act for their kids while putting them under hallucinogenics. Oh, God! Either that, or it's just some strangers just climbed into their window doing the same thing, but they're holding their stuffed animals' faces up. (laughs) Oh, God! I'm just imagining right now, like, the mom and dad going through this elaborate fucking makeup process just to please their kids and save their failing marriage or whatever. (laughs) Damn it, Maria, this bear suit is making me sweaty! Jason, this is why our marriage is failing. (laughs) Wear the damn bear suit for the children, all right? This is the only thing holding it together. (laughs) So then they go to this random park that's somehow in the daylight. Yeah, they go to We Sing Park. They basically teleport there, and they're instantly greeted by a marching band. Well, first it's like they go there, and there's some bullshit where Hum Bear forgot to add music, so the kids are like, no, music! Isn't We Sing Park the name of Michael Jackson's house? Ah! No! <laughs> oh. So they do find music because a marching band shows up and they tell the kids that they can play instruments with their fingers. Does that mean that I can just imagine having all my problems solved? Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna do anything with my fingers, thank you very much. <laughs> they call it a finger band i don't like the words finger band no no (laughs) that sounds like something you go find at spencer's so was that a real marching band by the way yeah imagine paying a marching band to show up in your shitty video and they don't even get to play properly no they dub it over with shitty like casio keyboard music (laughs) i definitely heard a lindrum at one point Oh no, some of these, I'm pretty sure they just selected a random drum beat already built into the keyboard. 
and then just had some of them sing over it. Also, the band leader sounds so much like Eric Idle. What the fuck? I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to call him the unholy marriage between Mr. Sheffield and Eric Idle. <laughs> really, though, that guy is putting his all into this performance. Like, out of everybody in this video, he is just... It's not worth it, dude. This is his only IMDb credit, so... Oh, God, I feel so bad for him. This isn't worth your A-game, dude. Has anybody in We Sing Together actually done anything after this? I think that the guy who played Jonathan works as a producer for some obscure TV shows, and then the guy who played the fucking rabbit, he went on to play in a TV movie, and that's it. Kid who played Jonathan is the only one with a picture on IMDb, so I'm guessing... (laughs) I'm guessing everyone else was just one and done. Yep. (laughs) So the guy who plays uh, Wee Peter Rabbit later on, who comes up, his name is Twig Webster. That's such an interesting name. Honestly, I'm amazed he isn't a bigger star thanks to that name. (laughs) Damn it, Wee Sing, you ruined his chances. I just looked up Twig Webster, and the very first result I got was the Merriam-Webster definition of twig. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) Twig, a small shoot or branch, usually without its leaves. So, a branch played the rabbit? I mean, it'd be less terrifying. You could have replaced everyone in this movie with, like, a stick, and they would have had the same amount of emotions. Also, can we talk about the fact that there's several points in the special where you can see where the top of the set ends? Yeah. (laughs) Production value! Like, they don't even bother to fix the camera angles. You can just see the top of the set and nobody bothered to point that out. Like, from what I've seen of the other tapes, at least they put a little bit of effort into the sets and it looked like they at least had some creativity. Here, it looks like a fucking green screen that they didn't even bother fixing. Also worth noting about this party is that they're not alone. Other kids have gotten kidnapped. I I think those are ghost children. Like, they they just kind of materialize and then disappear. How do we know these kids aren't all dead and this is just purgatory? Those are their past victims. (laughs) It's Melody Mouse and Humbear's past victims. That that explains a lot. And their entrance is really weird because they sing a song to the tune of Frere Jaca where they basically just say what they're doing. The lyrics are, Walking, walking, running, running, we don't know what to sing about. This is a waste of time. Why are you watching this? Turn this off. This shit reeks. And out of all the songs in this thing, that's the one that's gotten stuck in my head the most. For some godforsaken reason. I don't know what it is. Please, God, kill me. Please, God, kill me. Let me die. Let me die. (laughs) These kids also just get summoned randomly. And then Sally's all, there's other kids. It's like, do you even know these other kids? Are you not even questioning this right now? Oh, yay. Happy birthday to me. I get to be surrounded by people I don't know. Like, these kids were straight up taken from their beds in the middle of the night without questioning. Question. Nobody is arguing about this. They also have a table set up, and for some reason, Bingo is sitting on it in his bare ass. <laughs> yeah, um, are you guys gonna wash the table at all after the dog's bare anus just touched it? Nope, because the kids all start <laughs> dancing on top of it, so... 
All right, great. Have fun with all your foot and mouth disease. And then Jonathan has a savage moment where he's all, Yeah, you got five presents. It should have been six. There's six kids. It's like, wait, you mean the twins weren't just one boring person? I was half expecting the twins to just get up and just start beating the shit out of Jonathan. <laughs> we actually kind of skipped something that I noticed when I was watching it. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. I, I forget what song it was all the kids were singing. They were like running around and shit. That might have been the one. They did not match up the instrumental with the vocals at all. It is so off. (laughs) (laughs) They just did not sync it up at all. So, like, the kids are, like, singing ahead of the instruments. Walking, 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 want to talk about that fucking rabbit i'd rather not but i guess we have to i don't want to talk about the rabbit ah. i mean considering the armed guards just walked in and are pointing their guns at me i'm legally required to talk about that damn rabbit so i know how to steal guns so for context everybody gives sally a present each And this one is from the twins because they're not a separate entity. That's okay. (laughs) We have no individual identities. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, (laughs) dude. Okay, so their first present is a stuffed rabbit. Melody Mouse and Humbear say something along the lines of, "Uh uh-oh, tricky things happen here in Weesing Park. We should be careful with that rabbit. So you brought these kids to a park knowing they could probably be put into danger? (laughs) See, this is what started the satanic panic of the 80s. <laughs> also, I'm just going to say it. That wrapping paper on the box that was for the bunny, I could have sworn that one of the purple things on it looked like a dick. Uh, QAnon, where are you on this one? You're out here worrying about Tom Hanks and Hillary Clinton. Look at fucking we sing, guys. Humbear's <laughs> going to show up on the Epstein flight logs. Change my mind. So Sally's like, but what's so tricky about a stuffed rabbit? When behind her back, the rabbit doll is growing into another half-human, half-stuffed animal freakish abomination. They don't actually show the rabbit changing. They show the kids and the shadow coming <laughs> over them. <laughs> and the kids are just looking up, looking petrified, rightfully so. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know the anxiety that you got the first time you saw Mike Myers as the cat in the hat? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly how I felt watching this. Good God. I half expected one of those kids to start crying, and then I realized (laughs) that was just me crying. Aw, Pip. Oh, man. (laughs) There's a video out there of Purple Panda from Mr. Rogers being brought into a kindergarten class, uh, and Mr. McFeely's there, too, and the kids just start freaking the fuck out. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, and the guy in the panda suit's just standing there like... Well, now what? (laughs) Like, and Purple Panda isn't even that threatening. We Peter Rabbit the third is more threatening than Purple Panda, and these kids don't even bat an eye. He sounds like if Martin Short had, like, all the charm taken out of him, because he just yells every single word. The making of me, but it stars Peter Rabbit. Oh, God. (laughs) That's it. I quit. I quit. Oh, Jesus, those are semi-automatic. Oh, my God.
Tyler, where did you find these guys? Uh, I- I'm legally not allowed to say that. Oh, you also get them from armedguardsrs.com. <laughs> uh, well, you clearly got the platinum package. Also, it sounded like when that fly was buzzing around him, he- it totally sounded like he was saying, Go away, fly! Fuck off! Go away, fly! Fuck off! <laughs> There's a running gag where he keeps getting chased by bugs or whatever. Like, there's one point where he gets chased by a bee and it almost stings him. I was hoping it kind of would have and he would have had an allergic reaction to it and died. Did he get chased by a paralysis tick yet? Please. That's a real animal that lives in Australia. Look it up. I'm like, doesn't the dog chase him off at one point? And we should talk about the Peter Rabbit song too real quick. Before we start. I want to personally apologize to Beatrice Potter for what they did to Peter Rabbit. This makes the actual Peter Rabbit movie look far less insulting to the source material. So they sing the Peter Rabbit song like, Little Peter Rabbit had a fly upon his head. But then they just decide to get rid of certain words. So it's like, Little Peter Rabbit had a upon his head. And they do it with every single word and come on i can't be the only one who just felt like inserting swears into it like <laughs> little peter fuckface had a shit upon his cock <laughs> <laughs> little peter shitface had a knife upon his throat because they already have bingo in here so i guess they just really need to pad it the lion king 2019 had less padding than this God. which by the way free bingo He's a good boy. He doesn't deserve this. They're torturing this fucking dog. (laughs) There's several points, too, where you can see the dog just chewing on, like, Humbear's foot. (laughs) Just because it needs something to get by being in this piece of shit. Let's face it. That dog, they found the cheapest dog they could find, and that dog is barely trained oh yeah and then in addition during the bingo song they show like random pictures of bingo for no reason which you know what valid (laughs) i feel like bingo is like someone on the production team's like actual dog (laughs) who knows like bare bones tricks and they just like use pictures of him so the next present that sally gets is a red teapot that comes to life. Somebody lobotomized the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, that's the best way I can put it. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Okay, can I ask everyone to please stop saying oh no in this courtroom? Because the Kool-Aid guy is going to keep showing up. Thank you. And Sally makes like this offhand comment about it being a sugar bowl and it takes offense to it. That's our word. <laughs> and then Sally's like, I just don't think Anybody should be allowed to say it. (laughs) (laughs) But what if I'm just singing along to a song? Can I say it then? (laughs) (laughs) I'm worried that if I don't say the word, it'll interrupt the flow. What if a child at the Make-A-Wish Foundation wanted their last wish to be able to say it? Would it be bad then? Then I'd take the kid's life support off. (laughs) But yeah, um, that is not a little teapot. That is objectively a very large teapot. That's like a seven foot teapot at best. I feel like I'd break it after it went back to normal just because I'd be like, never again. It's like if Mrs. Pot was in the Fallout universe. (laughs) And it has like this sultry kind of slutty voice. (laughs) 
That teapot fucks. That teapot's trying to get fucked right there. Which hole do I put it in? Nope, nope, nope. Also, as if Bingo wasn't annoying enough a song, they have to extend it by having all the kids sing about their pets. The twins have a snake, (laughs) and let me just discuss the horrific snake husbandry I saw there. Even though it was obviously a rubber snake. They just pull it out of their vest because I guess they've had it the whole time. They throw it. They throw that snake. One, I feel like this should be obvious, but you're not supposed to throw your snake. Don't throw your pet snake anywhere. Don't carry it in your pocket everywhere. It needs, like, the tank, the fucking warmth and shit. (laughs) Do they even feed it? So the next present is that Sally gets a book about the alphabet. So they sing the alphabet song, and who gives a shit? After she gets the book, she's like, Do you guys know your ABCs? Shut the fuck up, you condescending little prick. Yeah, these kids all look like 10 years old. I'm sure they've got that covered. (laughs) None of the kids in this are even remotely young enough to be the core audience for We Sing. You can tell by the look on their faces. <laughs> In fairness, though, the Barney kids were older than the target audience, too. So I guess it's just easier to work with 10-year-olds than, like, 5-year-olds. And then they gotta sing it backwards! Yeah. But yeah, the twins do it because they're fucking show-offs. Good God. <laughs> and then also they randomly decide, oh, yeah, after Sally ends up getting a bracelet, they're like, let's have a fashion show. And I'm like, let's not. Was it fashion show one of the warnings in those Stranger Danger videos? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it was. Hey, kids, we're going to We Sing Park to have a fashion show. Don't tell your parents. All right, Humbear, how do you know a Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, so we get the fashion scene sequence, and then they decide to have a puppet show for these 10-year-olds. Because why not? And I'm genuinely concerned as to whether or not those puppets are sentient or not. <laughs> like, they live inside a tree trunk, so... You know, um, in The Little Mermaid, when, like, Ariel first goes into Ursula's that lair... And there's, like, those green bitches that used to be mermaids screaming in pain. I think that's what the puppets are. Yep! Yeah. Also, I'm not asking for every puppet in every kid's show to be Henson good, but good god, could they have tried less on these? Yes! Yes, they could have, actually. Just just get a brown paper bag, it would be more convincing. If it was literally just a naked hand... It would have been enough. They could have gone the Ubi route. Yep, Ubi is more convincing than them. And Ubi's a fucking hand with eyes. One of them straight up looks like Guy Fieri jamming it out. This is not Flavortown. This is the opposite of Flavortown. Oh, by the way, did anybody's video skip in the middle of the old McDonald's song when they were singing it? Yes! It was! Oh my god! I don't know who recorded this tape, but thank you so much for making it easier for us. Yes! And then the rabbit comes back for some god-awful reason. I didn't want him to. And then they sing, here we go, Luby loo here we go, Luby lie Yeah, you can tell Barney was inspired by this. <laughs> what does that even mean? Here we go, Luby Luby loo Luby lie What does that even mean? Are they just saying words? 
Yes. It's probably something plague-related, like Ring Around the Rosie. It's basically the Hokey Pokey. On a side note, are we going to get a version of Ring Around the Rosie after COVID? Oh. <laughs> Ring around the virus. Ring around the ventilator. <laughs> a pocket full of masks. <laughs> Fauci, Fauci. You know what we sing needed? It needed a period piece that took place during the bubonic plague. <laughs> Uh, so it starts raining. Not rain! <laughs> they overreact to this. Not on my birthday! It's like rain! It's like rain on your birthday. It's like getting kidnapped <laughs> by your stuffed animals. And also at one point it starts getting like super stormy and then they're like, look at Bingo! And then Bingo's just doing the most unconvincing role ever. And they're like, he's blowing away! He's just vibing. He's just living his best life at that point. And like everyone's like screaming and freaking out and Bingo's just like being a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Children in legit disaster movies don't freak out nearly as much as these kids and these grown adults did at, like, a minor thunderstorm. <laughs> but you don't understand, Randy. It's ruining her birthday. <laughs> there are kids in third world countries who don't get to go to the park on their birthday, Sally. All right. So, guys, uh, do you want to guess what songs they sing during this segment? Is it Raining Men? <laughs> Is it Money for Nothing by the Dire Straits? <laughs> Is it Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> uh, the children are going to start singing Money for Nothing, the uncut, uncensored version. <laughs> no! <laughs> or they're going to sing Beverly Hillbillies from UHF. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Rain on Me by Lady Gaga? Featuring Ariana Grande. <laughs> and then they have to sing a very extended version of both Itty Bitty Spider because a spider's in the cave. And then ha if you're happy and you know it. And they do another version of Frere Jaca. Which, <laughs> why are you doing Frere Jaca again? You already just did it. Which doesn't fucking rhyme, by the way. There is And yeah, as Kit mentioned, they do, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Is this where Iggy Azalea got her inspiration? Probably. <laughs> or maybe Pharrell. And then the sun comes back out and everybody's happy. And they all have the big finale where they sing a song about clapping your hands, touching the sky, stuff like that. This song has four lines and it goes for like five fucking minutes. Yep. We get it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I kinda like this song. It's repetitive, but it's still got a good melody. It's kind of a really bouncy tune. Clap your hands, touch your toes, turn around and put your finger on your nose. Clap your arms, jump up high, wiggle your fingers and reach for the sky. It feels like it has some actual effort put into it, maybe because it's kinda... Well, it's not the actual final song, but it's kind of the one where it's like they all get together at the end. Don't you mean the more they get together? <laughs> the happier they'll be. The more we get together, the deader inside I'll be. 
<laughs> and then everybody goes away and the sun starts going down in the park and Sally's like, oh no, everything's fading. So I'm just like, oh great, the drugs are wearing off. <laughs> oh god. Time to sober up, kiddos. Can't talk, coming down. And then for some reason now it can be magic time, so it starts getting dark, and then they're like, oh yeah, we're just gonna send those kids back to hell where they belong. And then we get the doxing song. Yay! My name is Sally Smith. This is where I live. One, two, three, four, we sing lane. Any city, USA. Which I spoiled. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't think anyone cares if you spoil it, Randy. It's okay. They turned back into stuffed animals at the end. <laughs> it was his sled from when he was a kid. No one gives a shit. <laughs> Snape kills Dumbledore. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. It all takes place in a snow globe. <laughs> Iron Man kills Thanos and dies. Ah. And there's really not much else we need to say, really. They just sing. They say their goodbyes. There's a creepy bit where Sally kisses Peter Rabbit goodnight. No, do not put your mouth on that. You don't know where it's been. It's covered in flies, for God's sake. Oh my God, he was decomposing. And that's We Sing Together and Jesus. Oh, it doesn't even end right away. You think it's going to end when they're back in the room. There's two more songs. <laughs> they keep padding this out. Like, you keep thinking it's going to end. It's going to be over. They'll sing, like, one goodbye song and that's it. No, they sing, like, two more songs. They need to get as much mileage out of this as possible. Literally. There's probably, like, ten goodbye songs in this whole thing. <laughs> They probably only had the studio for a day. More endings than Return of the King. This tape is basically, no, you hang up first. (laughs) No, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. Also, during the credits, we see on Sally's table, a we sing book. Meta. Product placement. That's our KRT Toy Store segment. Merchandising, merchandising. We sing the flamethrower. (laughs) Let's love this. All right. So now that that's out of the way, we just completed day one of We Scream, and we're burning the tapes for this one. Uh, At least I am. I am. Oh, God. We fucking scream. (laughs) We scream indeed. This is just not a good start at all. It's very bland, very tedious, very terrifying. You can tell it was the first. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll give it this, the production values do get a lot better as it goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I can't bring myself to hate it too much because, you know, it's harmless fluff, mostly. The kids at least look like they're having fun. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a burn the tapes for me, too. Yeah, I'm sure people have very fond memories of this video, but it ain't for me. Oh, I feel like this is a series that will get much better as it goes along, but this, um, I can see why the Barney creator's kid turned out to be like the way he did. I am going to consume the tapes. I'm going to devour them like a starving, diseased, wild animal. <laughs> and then after I do that, I'm going to set myself on fire thus burning myself and the tapes to make sure they never stand a chance of walking the earth ever again. Huzzah! Randy will become one with the tapes. 
I am going to become like a new religion. I died so that you guys would never have to witness we sing together. We're, we're going to start a church of Brandy Martin of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like Mormonism, but like cool. No, actually, no. Mormons are racist. Uh, you know what? Just plain old Christianity, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Marissa, thank you so much for sharing our pain. Thanks for having me again. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? You can find me on Twitter at Kermit Wazowski, and there are links to my artwork there if that interests you. Huzzah! Also, one thing I wanted to quickly mention, thankfully this will only be a one-time mistake instead of an annual mistake. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. At least the annual mistake is fun. Yeah. The annual mistake has its charm. All right, you can find me on the spots Tyler FG on Twitter Tyler FG 96 on Instagram you can find the podcast at channel underscore KRT on Twitter channel KRT podcast all one word on Instagram we have links to our discord server and our Facebook group and our link tree in our Twitter bio and if you want to help support us, you can find us on Patreon, where we'll be uploading episodes of this very podcast one day early, as well as exclusive minisodes and outtakes. And of course, thank you so much to our pals Chris, Reyna, and Gomer for pledging to us at the $10 level. And you can also find me sobbing violently in the corner, because this is only the first day. Ah. Uh... So you can find me over on Mission Breakout on Twitter, a walking pun on Instagram, Mission Breakout on Discord, and then you can also find me finding whoever wrote the bingo song and strangling them. Alright, you can find me on Cosmic Rewind, replace the E with the 3 on Twitter. You can also find me in No Context Harley Quinn and No Context TGIF, and a few select episodes of Escape from Vault Disney. And uh, you can also find that uh, somewhere in uh, remote Nevada, we are currently building a chapel to dwarf the Sistine in my name. And uh, it's going to have a giant painting of me receiving the We Sing tapes from Lucifer. All right. Well, We Scream Day One is in the bag. Channel KRT, cut to static. Ah! 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 Ah!